Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of The Issue Podcast. Make sure to check us out three days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media. Our Instagram is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell your friends and listen to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, January 28th, and uh, it has been some time. It has been. We've been getting uh, settled into some school. Back into the semester. All Um, of our college students out there, fellow college students, understand just how lack of a better word, sucky it is. Yeah, just miserable. Yeah, it's just not not preferred. No. Simply just not preferred. Um, but, uh, you know, you chug along. And uh, so now we are back on to a schedule, uh, you know, with the with the podcast and everything. So Try we, to get you a minimum once a week, right? Yeah, so we're definitely going to uh, shoot for, um, we said Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, uh, somewhere around the there, days. Yeah. Uh, Today's a Thursday episode, just, uh, you know, we both had a free opening and thought we'd get our first one back um today but from now on we're gonna shoot for two episodes a week mondays and fridays but if we can't get that at least one a week yeah yeah, yeah. i think that i think that's good until the end of the semester at least absolutely absolutely summer's gonna be a good a good one yeah especially because baseball will be in full swing we both love baseball so that'll be fun and we have a lot of preseason baseball to cover um coming up starting yeah. pretty soon probably, probably about once football ends because right now that's you know yeah, and I mean football will be over next week. Super Bowl is next. It's like so week. bittersweet. The playoffs of football are so bittersweet because it's like such good football. Yeah, but it's the end of the season. But we do have a really exciting off season to uh, to cover oh, yeah. this year. So much quarterback movement, new coaches everywhere. So it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, Matt um, Stafford's gonna be going elsewhere. Deshaun Watson's officially requested a trade. Dwayne Haskins in Pittsburgh. Dwayne Haskins in Pittsburgh. We'll see uh, if he even gets to play. How much? You, you still got the uh, Jameis Winston situation down in New Orleans. Who knows if he's gonna resign? Drew Brees retiring. Start like a, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. So we have a lot, uh, you know, on the horizon um, coming up for the show, but. We're going to start off by backtracking just a bit <laughs> back to the divisional round. Um, Where was it? Oh, all right. I'm going to gloat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there were four games, obviously. Um, and your boy here, Timbo, went, um, what's undefeated? Oh, 4-0. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 4-0. Oh, yeah. So Look, you went 4 Don't go anywhere else for your, for your advice, people. Just don't go anywhere else. Simple as that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I at least hit 500 there going 2-2, two and two, which hurts a little bit. Um, you know, that I should have taken Green Bay. I, I don't know why I didn't take Green Bay minus the 6 in that game. Uh, I, it's kind of weird going back and talking about these games now, knowing that Green Bay absolutely folded. Oh, yeah, it's weird, um, but I mean, Green Bay was the better team than, than the L.A. Um, Rams, so I, I thought it was a no-brainer. Plus, Aaron Donald being beat up, Jared Goff playing with a broken thumb. He still played well, though. Yeah. Quarterback in the hundreds. And while we're on this game, because um, we're not going to be talking about the Rams much else, I guess, uh, Sean McVay and the general manager, Les Snead, have come out and said, quote, Jared Goff's our quarterback for now. Like, at this moment. What, what? Why are people banging on Jared Goff? Look, I get he had a bad season. With a broken thumb at Lambeau Field. In the playoffs, here are his stats. 
21 to 27, 174 yards, one touchdown, no picks, 106 QBR. It, Nobody it, has more wins in the NFL over the last four years than Jared Goff, except for Tom Brady. Yeah. In the last four years, he's the second winningest quarterback. Yeah. What, what, what more do you want from this guy? And, and the thing is, too, people are pointing, at, you know, towards his broken thumb, and he, he didn't look that bad throwing the football. No, we only had six incompletions. Yeah. I mean, even the balls he was throwing, though, I mean, like, I didn't see a lack of velocity. Uh, he still had a tight pretty, spiral. pretty tight spiral on most of his throws. Had a couple of good deep balls, yeah. I agree. He I didn't agree. Lo- He didn't look terrible. I agree. Um, then moved down to the Bills and the Ravens. Uh, Bills absolutely... Yeah, we both, we both took Bills minus Lamar. two and a half. Yeah. I, I thought it was just... It was a bad game for the Ravens as a whole. Yeah, I mean, so Lamar gets his first win in the playoffs. Uh, congratulations. One and done this year. Um, I definitely think that won't be the case next year. I think the Ravens will be really good again. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I, I think... So Lamar's got that first win under his belt. That doesn't mean he's got to, you know, go undefeated from here on out. Right. You know, so... Uh, I thought it was a, just, a, just a bad game. They didn't run the football particularly well. Um, Lamar got hurt, so he got beat up. Um, he just never looked comfortable from from the first snap, yeah. and which is weird because the Bills weren't generally known for having a great pass rush. They got pushed around by KC the, um, in this past championship week, so uh, it was a good showing for them for sure. And they made Lamar uncomfortable, which is what you have to do. Yeah, um, I, I Josh mean, Allen looked good too. Yeah, but they didn't look all that dominant though. Only putting up seventeen points. I mean, yeah, the Ravens' defense is good, but they didn't. When I was watching that game, I didn't feel like. I mean, obviously, I felt like the Bills were the better team, but I didn't feel like they were... Well, they also got that pick six, too, so they yeah. only scored ten offensive points. Right. Um, and, and that's, you know, the reason why they're not going uh, to, the Super Bowl. to the Super Bowl this year. Period. I th- but I do... Though, the, the future's so bright there. Look, so Brian Dayball stays into the year, assumingly. I, I think there's... I don't think there's any head coaching um, positions even available anymore. No. I'm trying to think, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any more vacancies. I think they've all been filled. We're going to get to that later in the show. But um, so Brian Dable's going to stay another year, which I think is fine because he's such a highly coveted, I guess, coaching prospect. If that if that's even the right term yeah. there, um, pick the right job. You know, you pick the wrong job, that's it. Like, I mean, you look failed. how many times you see people like this. Lions, this Lions got Matt Patricia was supposed to be pretty good coming out of Belichick's tree right there, right? Yep. Went to uh, went to Detroit, done after three years. Was had like a thirty percent winning percentage. Yeah, and so picked the right job because the Lions would not have been the right job. No. I thought if he got the Chargers offer, that would have been perfect. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, and then we're gonna move along here to the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, so I we both took Cleveland um, plus ten. That was an insane spread for a team that has won twelve games, including that game against Pittsburgh. Um, look. Chad Henney, period. Chad Henney played well. Yeah. Mahomes, look, Mahomes was hurt, first of all, from the get-go. He had an ankle issue. And then he gets popped, which why they're running the football with Mahomes is, is beyond me. Yeah. In the playoffs, no, no. In the regular season, fine, because he got a couple weeks, a couple games to, to rest him and to get him right. In the playoffs, no, you need him in seven days. Like, you can't take any risks with him running the football. And But uh, Chad Henney did enough to win the game. And I thought this was an Andy Reid win. Oh, yeah, that fourth down call. Fourth down with Chad Henney, and you're going to have him run the football? Throw the football. Oh, throw the football. And then and then the following play, run it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. To seal the game. Yep. I mean, it, it was impressive. And so, or like the, what was it, the fourth? 
was it fourth down or maybe it was a third and long when he when he ran and he kind of like jumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. It, and either way, it was sweet, and uh, he played really well. Uh, I, like you said, Andy Reid is just, I would say, the best coach in the NFL right now. Um, I think currently today, I agree. Look, how many other head coaches in the league not only go for it in that fourth and one, but with your backup quarterback, go for it on the fourth and one and have him throw it? Like, Yeah, it's crazy. Like, And then have him run the football a couple times as well. The amount of confidence that he has in every single one of his players, and I think that's why that team is just is so good. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they all know that the coach believes in them. They, they feel like they can go out and do anything because well, I mean, they, they don't really have any constraints. Yeah. They don't. They're they're so skilled, and it's uh, it, it's kind of bittersweet to see this team play because you know that it's not going to look like this in a year or two. Yeah. Because once Mahomes' salary starts hiking up, this year was five million as the cap hit. Next year it's only twenty million, which still is a way discount for Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the year after that, it goes up to I think like thirty five, then it starts getting into the forties, right? Which means they're not going to have, you know, Le'Veon Bell and, and all these these this plethora of backs and a, any receiver you could possibly pick from. You got size with Watkins, you got speed with Hardman, you got versatility with uh, with Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey who's probably the best tight end in the game. So you're not going to have all that. Yeah. Plus Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew um, on the back end. So it's gonna it's gonna look a lot different for them. But hey, live in the moment. They're in the Super Bowl. So right. They go back for the second time. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to go down to the Bucks and the Saints. This oh, one. You had the Saints minus three. I said, no, 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 no. You don't bet against Tommy Brady in the divisional round. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this one hurt a little bit for me. Uh, yeah, you thought the Saints had what it took to uh, go all the way. I did, and I think a lot of people did. I don't think most of the sports, um, like Colin Coward, for example, he had the Saints. He didn't pick the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, most sports analysts had the Saints in this game. Uh, they had the better team. They did. Uh, they had the better coach. Um, but really, it just came down to how great Tom Brady is. And we're going to get to that more later, but he is amazing. Yeah. And I thought Drew, Drew Brees' age showed. Yeah. Look, you know, three picks, a QBR of 38. Um, just not able to really push the ball downfield at all. Only averaged 3.9 in attempt. Mm-hmm. That Bucks defense played well. You got to give them credit. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but it didn't look like Breeze was, you know, fully there, ready to go. Yeah. And uh, Brady was QBR 93, played well. Fournette played well. Um, it was just an all around good good win for the Bucks, and uh, then they kept it going. So. All right, let's move into the conference championships. Uh, this is where the good stuff comes out here. Um, the Buccaneers and the pain, uh, Packers. Let's just stay there, I guess. Um, yeah, stay in the NFC there. Um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, but hold up. See, I think, I think. Look, yes, Tom was had a historic first half. Threw three second half interceptions, mm-hmm. and what Aaron Rodgers did on those three possessions: three and out, three and out. I uh, guess six play punt. Yeah. Almost a three and out, basically a three and out, yeah. a two and out, I guess, or like a or like a six and out, whatever you call it. You know, getting a first down and then punting. Yep. You know, it didn't so look good. It's, I I think this loss is on Aaron Rodgers. Look, I understand Matt Lafleur. Yeah, you look, you can argue he should have went for it, but with all three timeouts, Brady had thrown three second half picks. What gives you any inclination that he's gonna? You know, look, I get it, it's Tom Brady. 
Again, against Tom Brady, you should probably not trust your defense. You should probably say, hmm, look, that's the best quarterback ever over there. Let's try to get points while we're here. But he threw three second-half picks. He had a QBR in the 20s in the second half. You were getting pressure on him. He, you, Your DBs were locking up Evans, Godwin, Gronk, everyone. So you, you, you need eight points. Why don't you kick the field goal now, get a stop, because you've gotten like six of them in the second half already. You held them to 19 first downs. Yeah. And then get the ball back with Aaron Rodgers at, playing at an MVP level. My problem was that when they got the ball back at any time in that second half, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing at an MVP level, period. Right. Tom Brady gave them the, a gift three times. He put the ball back in Aaron Rodgers' hands three times. You know how insane that is to say? That Aaron Rodgers, down one touchdown, with the chance to go ahead if he could score, had three opportunities to do it and couldn't. Not only in the game, in the second half alone. Yeah. Brady has thrown three interceptions. This is what separates Brady from everyone else, but especially Rodgers, because it seems like Rodgers, when things don't go well, they really don't go well. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, so he lost, and then he goes and boo-hoos all over social media, all over Pat McAfee's podcast. Ooh, I don't know about my future. We'll get to that in a second. But this is what separates that from the greatest quarterback and probably the greatest player almost across any single sport almost ever. Yeah. I would say he's top five regardless of sport ever. That's what separates him from Rodgers. He has, I think, four or five playoff games with three picks. He's won... All of them, but one. He's, I think he's four and one in playoff games. He throws three picks in. Yeah. That's impressive because he's continues to throw. He throws picks, throws picks, throws picks. Still wins the game. He finds a way to win the game. Aaron Rodgers, you have to find a way to win this game. You have the better roster. You probably have the better coach at the time. Matt Lafleur, twenty six and six. You probably have a better coach. Unless you have Devontae Adams, the best receiver. Aaron Jones, a top, probably seven running back. Your defense is playing at a top seven level. Yeah, your offensive line is the best in the league. I'd say top three. What's your excuse? Brady's got a Brady's got a top fifteen line, not top three. Brady's uh, weapons, I guess, are about equal. Running backs not as good as Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and AJ Dillon. That's for sure. Their defense, although they played better this game overall, not better than the Packers. You messed up, man. You messed up. And look, here's the thing, too. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He's really good, but <clears throat> aren't you kind of judged when you're when you're as elite as Aaron Rodgers? Look, he's won this game one time in his career. He's one and four now. He's one and four. He has the same amount NFC of championship. NFC championships as Donovan McNabb, and now Tom Brady, which is crazy. Yeah. So. I mean, look, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be out of Green Bay. He's a, being a bit of a drama queen right now well, look, at, like, when it comes to that. Name the place that he's going to go that are better. I just named that he has a top three receiver, a top five back, a top probably at minimum ten defense, a top three offensive line, where a top probably five coach. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go find that? A quarterback-friendly, offensive-friendly coach? Where are you going to get that? And they gave him all the pieces that he needed to to win this game? Like, where, like let's go through all the teams right now that probably need a quarterback. Like, where? So, the Steelers? No, their line is not good. Yeah, their defense is pretty good. No run game, though. You don't have anyone like Devontae Adams. Nope. 
Um, that's even if the Steelers move off Ben, but that's just hypothetical. If Houston moves off Watson, you think that's better? No chance. How about the Colts? No, they don't have anyone like Devontae Adams. That's that's a close one, but you don't have a quarterback-friendly coach. Not yeah. as quarterback-friendly as Matt LaFleur. Anywhere, like anywhere you go, you could, you, I could do this across the Broncos. No way. If they move off Drew Locke, that's not a better gig. Their line was rated like 26th or something like that. Don't even get started on the Jets. Jets, not a better place. Like, Jags. Like, where is he going to go that's like better? You know, you're going to go to the Bears? Are no. you going to stay in the division and, and play for your rival Bears? No. This was his best opportunity to win this game. Out of his entire career, this was the best team that he's had around him. This was his best chance to win the NFC Championship game for a second time, and he couldn't do it against a 43-year-old quarterback playing in the NFC for the first time this year. Let's keep that in mind. That's a big thing. You're facing at NFC. Home, you're team. at home, too. You're playing a cold-weather city. You're playing a cold-weather fran- or a warm-weather franchise in a cold-weather game right and you have tom brady who's 43 who's been in the nfc for not even an entire year yet missing a b missing a b so has a rookie left tackle look everything system everything was in line here for aaron Rodgers, and he couldn't win but on the flip side tom brady figures it out yeah he does and he's going to his let's keep it 10th 10th super bowl I agree. I think, look, Aaron Rodgers, at some point, don't we have to start judging him when the lights are brightest? You have to. Look, I get it. Yeah, regular season's awesome. Philip Rivers has had really good regular seasons. Is anyone... He's a dispute to get in the Hall of Fame. No one's going to dispute Aaron. I probably won't either because he does have a Super Bowl. But, I mean, at some point, look, you're 1-4. You're you know? Blake Bortles has been to a... Uh, Oh, no, that's on the other side. Oh, who's the other guy I was thinking about? Colin Kaepernick has more NFC championships. <laughs> Matt Ryan won one. Same number as him. Matt Ryan. Is he anywhere as good as, as Aaron Rodgers? No. Not close. Jared Goff's been to one. Is he as good as Matt, uh, Aaron Rodgers? No. No. So it's just, you know, come on. Um, Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But Brady's so good. He is. You could split his career in half, and I think he's two Hall of Famers. Yeah. I think he's probably two top five quarterbacks I mean, in sp- one body. You split it in half, and you have three Super Bowls and three Super Bowls. And, and like five appearances, five appearances. Bas- yeah. And he's the top two quarterback during that span, statistically, each side. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, isn't it? That's like, that's like Kobe Bryant when he was wearing number eight and number 24. If you split the numbers, if, you, if those were two separate careers, they both had... A ninety-nine point nine percent chance to be a Hall of Famer, like mathematically, you know. Yeah. How they, you know, the Brainiacs calculated or whatever. Right. Same career could be in the Hall of Fame twice. That's the same with Brady. It's it's impressive. Yeah. Um, All right. How about Buffalo KC? That was yeah. a train wreck. Yeah. That was that was difficult to watch if you're a Buffalo fan. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like just just say this out loud. Buffalo is going to score the first nine points and the last nine points. Would you believe they lost by tw- uh, by 14? No. Would you believe they lost by two touchdowns? If I told you they scored the first nine and the last nine. No. That's 18 right there off the rip, and they still lost. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this just really goes to show how you just <laughs> you can't count. It's like we've been saying on the show this year, it's almost like Mahomes is starting to have that Brady effect. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I agree. Go like. Mahomes won this game. Like, I agree. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. This dude 
carried the Chiefs to win this game. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I really couldn't. I mean, Him, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill are probably th- three of the top ten, pos- like regardless of position, mm-hmm. three of the top ten players in the league. Travis, easily. Travis Kelsey was the was second, in, like in terms of yards. Yeah, and first in targets. Yeah. First in targets. Oh, in the league. Yeah. Um, As a tight end, yeah, it's 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 incredible. And Tyreek Hill went nine for seven, 172 yards. Travis Kelsey had two touchdowns, 118 yards, 13 catches. That's insane. Look, Mahomes coming out of concussion protocol didn't practice much at all. With the very limited injured big toe, injured big toe could barely even walk until you know the day before till they shot him up. Went 29 for 38, 325 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 128 QBR. Against a team that made Lamar Jackson look like a little kid. Uh-huh. And look, I'm not saying that Lamar's on Mom's level yet, but it's kind of disputed that like he's one of the best young quarterbacks, and so is Mahomes. It's like mm-hmm. kind of in you know, a little... It's not really that close. Rivalry. It's not even close. Like, Mahomes is so much better. I was I forget who I was watching it with. But I'm watching this, and I go, if anyone watches this and, and thinks anyone else is a better quarterback, you're wrong. Yeah. Look, I get that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be MVP because he went off this year. But from a skill standpoint, you're watching Mahomes. No one does what he does. No. I, I love Russell Wilson, but he's not that. No. Not even close. Like, Mahomes is, is, is like, easily the best quarterback in the league right now. So, like, skill-wise. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. You can't argue it. It's really it's, – it's, you're right. It's not arguable. But, uh, look, the Bills, they have some shoring up to do. Their offensive line needs a lot of work. Allen was running for his life all day. Their defensive line needs a lot of work. They get uh, they didn't get run on, but Mahomes, no pressure on him. He is a hundred percent comfortable. They had one sack. Um, you know, Allen got sacked four times, so that huge difference. The Chiefs aren't generally a running team. One hundred fourteen yards gave up. You know, four and a half a carry did the Bills. So they need to shore up the trenches, but the future is bright. Look, you have a top three receiver and Stephon Diggs probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, you know, I'd say skill-wise, statistically, you know, a top five quarterback. Well, yeah. Josh Allen was really good this year, yep. really good. So, and uh, you just need a run game. Look, outside of Josh Allen's production, they had eleven carries for. Let's see here. I could try to do some mental math here. Seventeen plus fifteen plus nine. So seventeen plus fifteen, thirty-two, 32 plus, plus nine, nine is forty-one. Yeah. They had eleven carries for forty-one yards minus Josh Allen's production. Josh Allen ran for seven for eighty-eight. He was a leading rusher. So I mean, they just they they need a running game. That's for certain. And they need some some better line play on both sides. But uh, I don't think they're that far off. They're not bad on the back end. Good DBs: Jordan Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Uh, that Teron Johnson coming on strong. Um, obviously, uh, Tredavious White on the outside there. So, they, you know, they are good players, but um, they need to put it together in the trenches. So when you look ahead, uh, and we're not going to make predictions about the Super Bowl yet. Uh, that'll be next week. But when you look ahead to Mahomes and Brady and, and what these teams do well and what they don't, who do you think has the upper hand right now without making any predictions? Because... After watching what Mahomes can do, and knowing that that Tampa Bay defense can be really, shaky at times, really very, isn't it was all that inconsistent great. Inconsistent all year. They yeah. had a, they've had a really good playoffs like postseason though. And now they're coming in and they have to stop Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Hardman, 
Sammy Watkins is going to play. Watkins. And Maybe then Bell's going to play, but he's not going to be that. I would say Edwards Alaire is going to get most yeah. of the carries. I think he's going to play. And, and just an amazing offensive line that's not going to give up, you know, much pressure. And Mahomes is going to be very comfortable. He's been there before. He won it last year. It's not like the Super Bowl is going to be a shock to him. Both both quarterbacks in this scenario are you know used experienced to the Super Bowl. enough to not get rattled. Right. Mahomes wasn't rattled last year. Came back from eleven down. Brady's this obviously his tenth one. There's no chance he gets rattled. He wasn't even rattled in his first one when he was like you know fourteen years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mahomes been in a lot of big games. I don't think he gets rattled either. Um, so who do you think has the upper hand going into this game? See, I'm not going to make any predictions, so I'm just going to kind of walk you through my thinking going into this game, right? So Mahomes, the best quarterback. I mean, I don't know if he's met the minimum attempts requirements, but QBR-wise against the Blitz, against the Blitz in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. no one is better against the Blitz than Patrick Mahomes. No. Um, so the, obviously the, the plan against most great quarterbacks, especially Patrick Mahomes, is get pressure with three or four. Period. Get with all your down linemen. They have to get pressure. I can't. You can't be bringing extra against Mahomes. No. Because you bring extra, that means you got to have single coverage on either Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, or McCole Hartman. Nobody can stay with them for a multitude of reasons. Watkins, kind of a bigger guy, but is still shifty. Tyreek Hill, good luck. McCole Hartman, good luck. They're both, you know, blurs. And Travis Kelsey's way too fast for a linebacker and way too big for a safety. So they're all matchup issues if they're one on one. So you have to get pressure with four. If they can do it, I think they keep it close. Um, and the But the run game is what I'm worried about. Although KC does run the football actually better than Tampa Bay does, but I would say they're less consistent on running the football. Um, so I... This is this is tough. This is going to be a really good game. Yeah, overall, this is going to be a really, really exciting I mean, Super just, Bowl. Just running through the stats here... Um, Tampa Bay averages 30.6 points a game. KC, 29.4, which actually kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought KC would average more points. Yeah. Um, passing yards, KC, 303, and Tampa Bay, 289. Rushing yards, KC with 112, and Tampa Bay with only 95. Opponents' points per game, Tampa Bay is, you know, 0.2 points better. So about they're both about, about 22 points a game uh, for their opponents. Casey has slightly better pass defense by about 10 yards, uh, 236 to 247. And uh, Tampa Bay does not let teams run on them. They only let up 81 yards a game, opposed to Casey's 122. So I guess tail of the tape here, they both have, um, you know, three stat categories that, that they win in, you know, yeah. quote-unquote win in. Um, let's see what the money line's at right here. So the line right now is Casey minus three. Mm. And the money line is KC minus one sixty one. Okay. Um, so which isn't great because you know about one hundred sixty one dollars would only win you a hundred bucks if you bet on KC. So the better bet would be Tampa. You know, if you, from a money standpoint, I'm not I'm not making a prediction. I'm saying from a money standpoint, um, Tampa Bay is plus one thirty five. So hundred bucks would would net you one hundred thirty five. This is not going to be a good money, um, just straight up picking out right. Because you know you're, you're not. You're gonna have that to. Much. You're gonna have to pick some, some spread, prop, some pop, some prop bets, some spreads. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever seen some of these prop bets though? They're pretty funny. Yeah, they are. They're like they're like what? Well, first of all, the color Gatorade is always a good one. Uh-huh. Which one? What color Gatorade? You dumped on the you won last year. last year, which was sweet. <laughs> Made about fifteen bucks off my friends. It's a good time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What other funny prop? It's like obviously who's gonna score the first touchdown and all that good stuff. 
And then there's some ones on like commercials too. It's yeah, there's like, ones on commercials. I think there was one on like a celebration. Like is Travis Kelsey going to spike it on a touchdown or something like that? That was a funny one. Um, so yeah, I mean that that'd be the way to go if you're going to make some money there. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl is going to be so interesting though. I cannot wait. It will be uh, very exciting. But we are going to get to a break now. When we come back, we will have some uh, you know. Just updating you guys on some changes in Pittsburgh. I know we have a lot of Pittsburgh listeners. Get you with the new Steelers offensive coordinator, the Penguins. Uh, you know, Jim Rutherford stepping down. We're going to talk about all of that coming up. So don't go anywhere. Yo, what's up? We are back. Second segment here on a uh, on a Thursday. Cold, windy, snowy. Miserable. Feels like 10 degree Thursday here in Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah. Weather's just simply not... Not what we want. Not it, what we're looking for. And it's not going to be what we're looking for until the end of February. And then even March here is pretty dicey. It's just such a dull time. You know, like any cat, ca- like this cat, this part of the calendar year just sucks. Yeah. I mean, you don't see the sun. Just, There's no warmth. Sh- short days. Not a lot of activities outside, like, which I mean, not terrible in COVID right now, but I mean, always things gotta, are opening back up, so like a- activities are more available. Always got to start the car about 10 minutes before you plan on yeah, driving just, it. You know, no major holidays left really until like Easter. Yeah, you no. got Valentine's Day, but kind of Hallmarky-ish, you know. We don't even have any breaks from the college side of things this year because of COVID, no spring break, nothing. Yeah, but I mean, bright side, we get out like end of April, which is yeah. like very early, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that means more in-persons and... Yeah. Uh, a lot more podcasting after that. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So uh, uh, let's get into, you said coaching first this segment, Yeah, right? yeah. We're going to do a little bit of the, uh, the coaching update. I'm pretty sure all the vacancies are filled at this point. So we got, um, we'll just start um, the order I listed them because I just off the top of my head here, right? So the Lions hired Dan Campbell. Okay. Not a bad hire. He's more of a motivator than he is an X and O guy. And that worries me a little bit because, like, let's look around the league here. I, I think Tomlin is a more of a motivator than an X and O guy. And, you know, I mean, he, he's generally a pretty good coach. I think if the Lions get what they what the Steelers got out of Tomlin, they'd be happy with it. But if we're talking Super Bowl here, eh, maybe not the best, you know, choice, especially going forward. The league is heading in towards, like, you got to know your stuff, X and O's wise. Mm-hmm. Like, look at look at McVay, look at Matt LaFleur, uh, Andy Kyle Reed. Shanahan, Andy Reid, yeah. So I think the league is moving away from the rah-rah guys. You look back in the day, like Jimmy Johnson, big, like, rah-rah guy, one of the best you know, coaches ever, Vince Lombardi. Like, he he was good X and O's-wise, but great motivator. He walked under me at a presence, mm-hmm. you know, which Dan Campbell has. I'm not saying he's Lombardi, but I'm saying he has a presence, which is good. That's always good to have, but um, I'm a little bit worried on the X and O side there. They gave him a six-year deal, which is just really long for a guy who hasn't, isn't that proven. Yeah. So a little bit uh, nervous there. And, uh, all right, how about the Jets hire Robert Sala, defensive coordinator from San Francisco? Yeah, what do you think about that? I like it. Look, I think they went with an offensive guy in Adam Gaze. Clearly didn't work. Um, so why not Why not switch it up? You know, their defense is pretty bad. If you can get Sam Darnold some pieces, their offensive line, they had a really good draft this past year, which is actually surprising because they generally do not draft well. They had a good draft. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, you know, if you could get him maybe an offensive coordinator that can help him turn it around, get him some pieces. You never know. They have a lot of picks. Or you trade for Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson, Robert Saul, that could be special. Mm-hmm. We talked. We've always talked about, you know, offensive coach or a defensive coach, offensive, you know, superstar at quarterback. So Deshaun and Robert Saul could, you know, fit that mold. Yep. So I don't think it'd be. I don't think. I don't think it's a bad hire. I don't at all. And I think he knows his stuff. He's clearly very good X's and O's wise. That defense 
even this year, being banged up was still really good. And uh, obviously the Super Bowl year, they were outstanding. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, Texans. What is it? Is it what did I write there? David Cully? Yeah. Um, I've n- I-, I can't even speak on this, really, because I've never heard of this guy in my life. I think this higher points to how dysfunctional the Texans organization is. Look, Deshaun, they asked Deshaun to give his input on, you know, what coach they thought, what coach he wanted. Look, they gave him, they wanted his input, they wanted his feedback. He gave it to them. They didn't even interview two of the guys that he had on the list. Okay, so he was a, he was a wide receivers coach. Okay, so he was an assistant head coach. He had three titles for Baltimore. Assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. So here's my issue with this. Look, assistant head coach has good, so he's got some experience. Wide receivers coach, they don't they don't really excel wide receiver wise in, in um, Baltimore, so I'm not really sure, you know, what the the thing that caught their eye was. Yeah. You know, they took Des Bryant in and, you know, I thought he was gonna be a, a nice reclamation pro uh, project. Didn't play all that well. Didn't play a lot at all. Uh, Marquise Brown has seemed to be a bit of a flop on a uh, on a pick there. I won't call him a bust yet, but he's not what he was supposed to be. And uh, passing game, look, Lamar's good. He's been taking some steps forward, but he's not anywhere near as prolific of a passer as most of these guys are in the NFL. I'm not saying he has to be, mm-hmm. but you know, from a pure passing game standpoint, especially when we're talking about the passing game coordinator, I'm not sure he filled that completely. Uh, but, you know, he seems like he's a grown-up in the room. He has experience. So I, I guess it couldn't be that bad. But I thought there were better candidates out there, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, how about Jags? Obviously, Urban Meyer, we already talked about that. Great hire. Great hire. They needed flair. Got flair. They're going to get even more with Trevor Lawrence. That'll be awesome. All right, Charger with Brandon Staley. So he's the defensive coordinator. He was the defensive coordinator for the uh, L.A. Rams. What do you think about the hire? Well, I don't think it's bad. Uh, I think there would have been a better fit there, like Brian Dayball. Um, I agree, especially the young quarterback. That's what I mean. Like, look, a defensive-minded head coach like you talked about works. We've seen it work with a superstar quarterback. Is is Justin Herbert there yet? No, he's not. He's not at the superstar level yet. So you, you don't bring in a defensive head coach that really... You know, isn't going to play really to his game. Uh, I would have thought, you know, if you bring Brian Dayball into this situation, you we've seen what he did with Josh Allen. You give him Justin Herbert. And well, Justin Herbert's, I would say, almost just as good as Josh Allen right now, today, this morning. Yeah. They're almost just as good as each other. They just He lacks experience. Yeah, and Josh Allen's in his third year. Herbert played one. So, you know, that is good. But here's what I want to say, though. Brandon Staley played quarterback in college, and his, for the first couple jobs in the NFL, which is weird, he was actually, you know, on the offensive side of the ball for a couple jobs in his NFL career so far as a coach, which is different because you never really see a quarterback and then offensive coach go straight to defensive coordinator. That's, it's a weird jump. But I think what he's shown as versatility. I, I love the hire, actually. And um, I still think Brian Dable would have been a little bit better, but... I think their thinking is, look, he can help him a little bit here and there, you know, help him progress a little bit along with the uh, the offensive coordinator. They're going to hire a good offensive coordinator. I'm um, going to help him out a lot. And then, 
if we can shore up the defensive side of the ball and kind of just let Herbert cook a little bit, we got ourselves something brewing here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that was the thinking there. I don't I don't blame it. I don't think it's a bad hire at all. Um, I actually really like it. Kind of on the contrary to you, I think you would have thought, obviously, Brian Daywell would be better and uh, that it wasn't that great of a hire. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip side here, and I'm going to say uh, it, was, it was a pretty good hire. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to see somebody offensive go. And yeah, he has the offensive background, but I really wanted to see an offensive coach kind of like... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. You know, just somebody that takes a lot of risks. Coaches like a twenty-four-year-old that just, you know, just like like how you play Madden, right? Like you just hop on there and you just do it. and just roll. Rip I mean, that's what yep. that's what Shanahan's done. That's what Andy Reid's done, and it's worked out pretty well so far. Yeah, so. Sean McVay, I yeah. agree. All right, how about um, the Falcons? Arthur Smith. I think this works out. He has a house in Atlanta, or very close to there. I think he's from around that area. Um offensive guy very good with a run game he was the offensive coordinator for um the, the Tennessee Titans so can can get a run game going which is good to supplement Matt Ryan look look at the year they went to the Super Bowl um they had a pretty good run game and so you know I I, I kind of like it I, I don't think it's bad I think he fits the culture down there as well so I, I'm excited to see what happens I mean look the reality is I mean how many uh, we guys are here two four Six. There's seven guys there we got listed. Reality is, one of them is a big hit. Two of them are, you know, pretty good. And the other four are, you know, bad. Like, pretty much, you know, you could see it within the first, you know, two or three years there that they're just not going to work out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of coaching, though. So, I mean, we're sitting here saying, like, oh, dude, not a bad hire. But in reality, you know, four to five of these guys could completely, it could be a complete whiff. Yeah. So, I mean, Arthur Smith, I think he's going to be good, but I'm not going to sit here and guarantee anything. But I think he could supplement Matt Ryan pretty well. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how these guys work out. Yeah. All right. How about over to Philadelphia? They were very noisy this past year. We've got quarterback dilemma going there. And they go out and get Nick Sirianni. Sirianni. Let's, let's see. Nick. Sorry. Let's, let's get some, let's get some uh, info on him. Okay. He was the, what was his job here? Okay, he was the offensive coordinator for the Colts. Um, I didn't think the Colts had that prolific of an offense. They didn't. You know? That's that's where I was a, a little bit confused. You look at a guy like Eric Bieniemy, beast on offense. Yeah, animal. I mean, look what he's done with that offense. It's, it's incredible. So if you wanted to go offense, I'm not sure that was the uh, the exact right move, but um, you know, he's a young guy, which I think that's what the GM wants. He's a very you know, power centric general manager. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that'll work. I think that's probably why they hired him because he's not gonna. He's a young guy, so he's probably not gonna have much say over personnel. Harry Roseman's gonna be able to do most of that. Um, you know, I I think that's one of those that I can pick out and say that's probably not gonna work. You know, like I said, five. Who knows? Four or five, maybe even six of these guys could could be out of a job within three four years. Yeah. So I think I think I could point out and say that's one of them that probably won't see the end of the contract, won't see a, a, you know, an extension, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, the Eagles, the past three coaches, they fired. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Chip Kelly had a winning record, and Andy Reid went to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's a tough job there. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not sure he's going to live up to that. And speaking of movement, Deshaun Watson officially requested a trade today. Um 
So basically, we're just going to go over a couple landing spots. Um, I know we've done this before. Uh, let's maybe pick two or three kind of yeah, talking so, depth. Yeah, so, I mean, let's go with what, you know, most people are saying right now, right? So how about, I know Bleacher Report put something out, you know, best landing spots, right? So they put top top, top five most fun teams, right? Maybe not the best, but most fun teams. And let's see, um, you know, how this goes, right? Okay, first one, Patriots. First one, I don't know if it would be the most fun. It would be the most fun to kind of follow and watch, but most, most fun, fun with Bill no, Belichick. Maybe not for Deshaun Watson. No. Um, but I, I think he could benefit from structure. Look, he's he's clearly unhappy somewhere where there's none at all. Yeah, but do you want to go from pole, like, do you want to hop to a polar opposite from no structure to but the a Bill is, Belichick like, team? He's so unhappy with the no structure that, like, where else do you go? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're happy with no structure, or if you're very unhappy with no structure, why wouldn't you go somewhere with a lot of structure? And there's no more structure and, and organizational stability than, than New England. Um, even before Brady got there, they were still generally well-run for the decade before that with, with Bledsoe. Um, I don't think it'd be ba- a bad landing spot. I think they need playmakers on the outside for sure. But I think it fits what the Patriots also need because they don't need a pocket passer. If they wanted a pocket passer, they would have re-signed Brady. You know, they would have kept Jacoby Brissett. Like, look, Brady, so you want a pocket guy, right? They're, everyone's saying, oh, they should draft Mac Jones. So Brady last year looked completely, I, want, I don't want to say incompetent, but he threw for 24 touchdowns, which isn't a lot, especially by Brady's standards. Threw 24 touchdowns in 2019 there when they lost to the Titans in the, in the wild card round. So, I mean, if you want a pocket guy, you, you saw what that ha- what happened there with no weapons, right? So I think you need a playmaker like Deshaun, a mobile guy, a guy who can get out of the pocket, throw on the run really well. So I think it would fit both ways. How about the Jets? What do you think about him going to the Jets? Um, I don't like it from the Jets' perspective here. Um, you give up a lot of picks to get him. And I don't think Sam Darnold's that bad of a quarterback. I think... You give Sam Darnold the right pieces. Now they have a new coach coming in. And look, see what you can do with that. I don't think he's that bad. We've talked about it. Sam Darnold is not a terrible option, but a very skilled player. He needs pieces around him. He needs. Let's start with an offensive line. Maybe let's get a, like some sort of offensive line together. I agree. Maybe go down to the local bar in New York. Find the biggest dudes you can. Something. I get something to protect. Really anything. Them. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is just like the Patriots. They need big players on the outside. He needs targets to throw to. Um, so I don't really like the Jets all that much for Deshaun to go to. I, I think he would fit there, but from the Jets' perspective, I don't think they should make this deal. See, I agree with you half because you said you think it fit for, for, on a Deshaun standpoint. I don't think it fits either way. Listen, do we are we really going to sit here and say that the Jets have better personnel than than Houston? They don't. No, they don't have a Will Fuller, and they're they're you just know, they as unorganized. They're, yeah. It's not like they're any much more stable, if any at all. They might be even less stable. The only the only thing going for the Jets to get Deshaun Watson would be they have Robert Sala, and he was one of the guys that Deshaun advocated for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just it just doesn't make a lot of sense on either side. Like the Jets would have to give up so much draft capital and and maybe even a couple starters, which means you're then left with nothing to build around Deshaun. 
you're left with the same situation. Sam Darnold with nothing around him. It looked at, I guess I guess Deshaun would be better than Sam with nothing around him, but how much better? Probably like a game or two a year better. Instead of six and ten, maybe eight and eight. Yeah. Like, that, is that really that is that the goal here? Are you gonna go with that much draft capital and then have to pay his salary just to win two extra games a year? No. So I don't think it works either way. I don't think Deshaun would be having any better weapons. I don't think the Jets would be any better off. All right, how about the Panthers? Well, the thing I like about this is you go to the Panthers, you have a really good run game with Christian McCaffrey, and that takes a lot of pressure good off of them. Good weapons, too. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson's right. there. Now, what you have to do, once again, like the Jets, is you'd have to fix that offensive line. You need to kind of build around and, and sculpt that team. They'd almost have to do kind of like if they, if they get Deshaun, they would have to do what Baltimore did and just kind of retool everybody to fit how they fit Lamar. That was what they would have to do there because he's like the exact opposite of a pocket passer. So you're going to need offensive linemen that are quick that can get and make those blocks, sure up those, the ends of the line so that he has that room to run around maneuver and look for an open man downfield. Uh, but they have the weapons. They have the running game. Their defense uh, is young and getting better. Right. They have a young offensive-minded head coach. And they do have good picks. And Joe Brady, he hasn't didn't get hired for a head coaching job. He's like 32 as an offensive coordinator. Young, bright, clever. I like the Panthers a hell of a lot more than I like the Jets. I completely – I couldn't agree more. I would say out of this list so far, Patriots, Panthers, Jets, I would say probably – I'd say Patriots number one. Patriots one just because well, – Belichick's a genius, stability. And then I would say Panthers because weapons and the coaching staff is young and on board, could definitely buy in, yeah. like you're saying, with, with him. Mm-hmm. All right, how about the Dolphins if they move off Tua? Well, first question, do you think they should move off of Tua? Yes. Okay. So I've been saying this since pretty much he started, since I saw him play and I said, like, what? it's almost like the Baker situation. Like, what? Look, Baker is a very accurate thrower of the football can put the ball right where it needs to go. But what's Baker's it? We've seen tons of guys that are accurate. They don't have anything special about them, though. Look, accurate is it should be a given at the NFL level. Yeah. Look, I get you could be extra accurate like Drew Brees. Look, okay, but Drew Brees is also mentally incredible, way light years ahead of almost anyone other than maybe Brady and Manning. And his shiftiness in the pocket. Like, look, too, it doesn't even look... Like he has any wiggle. He, he looks uncomfortable, looks undersized, looks overwhelmed. The arm isn't there. Like, the zip on the ball, the velocity. Look, prime Drew Brees. Look, I know we, we bang on him for his arm now. He had some zip on this football. Drew Brees did in his prime. Mm-hmm. I don't see it from two. I don't. So, I yeah, I'd probably move off him. Okay. Um, in that scenario, I like it. Look, the Dolphins are going through... They're kind of on the back end of their rebuild, right? They need a couple more pieces. They need a year or two, um, and I think they'll be good. Look, I think this coming year, look, even with Tua developing into the year, I think they're a potential playoff team no matter who they have at the helm, mm-hmm. at quarterback-wise. Yeah, and, and another thing, when's the last time we, we've seen like an Alabama quarterback workout? I know I said that on the last episode we did. Look, Tua is kind of following the same trend as all the other Alabama quarterbacks. I mean, let's just name the last, like, five off the top of my head that I can remember. We got, what, Greg McElroy. I don't even know where he's at. Probably, like, coaching youth football somewhere. Yeah. AJ McCarron, he's a good backup. He's a solid backup. 
if he's still in the league anymore, he's had some injury issues, but solid backup, but a backup. Mm-hmm. Blake Sims, I don't even think he made an NFL roster. Um, and then Tua, and then um, now Mac Jones, who I don't think is going to work out at the NFL level. So, and, like, where 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 are we seeing the proof? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's really not any, like, you look at the superstars of the league, you look at the Brady, Michigan. You look at Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, Miami he was, of Miami of Ohio. Josh Allen, Wyoming. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech. Yeah. Baker, Oklahoma. I guess Lamar, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah. Um, who else I'm thinking? Of? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Cal. Cal Berkeley. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, you don't see a lot of Alabama guys work out. I would. So, for the Dolphins, from a fit standpoint, I think it would work. I really do. They have the defense, so he's not going to have to win shootouts. They have some decent weapons on the outside, probably better than Houston. Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, uh, like three or four really good backs. Not like really good, but they're just so resourceful. It seems like any back they put in there, you know, puts up about four yards of carry, which is solid enough, good enough. Yeah. So I, I think it works. Um, if they if they would do that, I'd say that's probably third behind the Panthers there. Um, how about the Niners? What do you think about the Niners? Mm. I don't know how I feel about the Niners. I, I know they have to get off a. Of- Garoppolo, that needs to. Well, I agree. I think. Look, yes, Kyle Shanahan is like a. He's got like a twenty percent winning percentage when Garoppolo doesn't play, but that's also because when he doesn't play, he's working with C.J. Beathard and and Nick Mullins, who yeah, they're good backups, but they're not starting quarterbacks in the no, league, no. right? You any other quarterback, he would be just as successful as he's been with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't think it's just Garoppolo the reason for that success. And like all I just the other don't teams, think it fits from a schematic standpoint. Shanahan likes his quarterbacks to drop back, hit that back foot, get the ball out. He likes it structured. He likes a really, really good run game. Borderline more runs than passes. Look, if Deshaun is going somewhere, he's going to want to throw the ball. He's going to want to be that playmaker that he can be. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Look, I like Deshaun, but I'm not sure he's a top 10 quarterback in the league when I'm talking get the ball out, hit your reads, throw the ball. Now he's a top five quarterback overall because of what he can do when the play breaks down, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure he's like a you know that great of a quarterback. I'm talking under center, boom, hit that back foot, three three to five step drop, get the ball out. I'm not sure that's him, and that's what Shanahan's offense is. Yeah, um, I, I don't like the fit. I don't. Um, is, is that all? Yeah, those are the five destinations that they list on uh, Bleacher Report Gridiron there. So all right, well, uh, let's move into some of the, like the changes in Pittsburgh here. So Matt Canada. Hired as uh, the Steelers' offensive the, coordinator. The offensive coordinator for the Steelers, yeah. Um, I like it. It's clever. Um, I don't know if you remember, he was the Pitt offensive coordinator. Was that like four or five years ago now? Team was insane, putting up like 50 points a game. So That's when they beat Clemson in Death Valley. Yeah. It's when they beat uh, Penn State at home mm-hmm. that year with Trace McSorley. for Playing for Penn State. Um, I like the hire. I think he's pretty good. LSU threw huge money at him when he left. Uh, when he left Pitt, LSU doesn't throw huge money at anyone, or just just anyone. I'm saying, like you know, you got to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I, I think he's good. I, he's young, younger, and he's really good with quarterbacks, which is you know we have a quarterback issue. Whether it's Ben getting him better or a new guy, so I mean, I or think, Haskins trying to yeah, improve exactly. So I, I think it's a good hire. All right, um, how about the the Guinos? Yeah, so the Pittsburgh Penguins. GM Jim Rutherford stepped down um, and resigned. So, 
Queenas have been playing pretty decent, though, huh? Well, they have, but when you look at the games that they're winning, they've gone to they're overtime. The comeback kids. They've gone to overtime five times already. So they're 4-2-1. and one. Sid's playing pretty well, though. Seven points in uh, in those seven games, so he's, he's playing well. Um, I mean... They're fourth in the NHL East, so not bad. Scoring three goals a game. Well, are, they're tied for... They're tied for second or tied for third with okay. the Flyers. All right. Um, so the the thing about the Penguins this year too is Evgeny Malkin is non-existent. Uh, he had a lot of chances in this last game against Boston. Couldn't put anything in the net. He had like a couple wide open shots, which we've mm-hmm. seen from we've seen Gino be inconsistent like pretty okay. often. Yeah, um, his whole career. But the thing is, like when he's on, like he's. When he's on, he's on. We're on the best player in the NHL. Yeah. Um, so, look, the Penguins need to figure out their defense. That's where it starts. It's not goaltending. Tristan Jari's fine. Casey DeSmith is fine. But when you don't have anybody back helping you at all, these dudes are getting shelled. And part of it stems from Chris Letang being older than dirt. Uh, the dude well, needs Chris to Letang's retire. Just not. First of all, his whole career, I've never been a fan of Crystal Tang. No. Period. Uh, I think he's been way overrated just because he skates fast and is flashy with stick handling. Look, you're a defenseman. I need you to defend. Yeah. and he's, If you want to be a winger, say it so I can go get someone to take your position because you're not playing it well enough. Yeah, and he doesn't have a big frame. He's not. Uh, he's a smaller guy, usually, prone to injury. Usually, he's very, very. prone to injury. Um, so, look, Mike Sullivan was asked yesterday... Uh, after this decision was made by Rutherford to resign, like if the Penguins are in a rebuild stage right now, and he said, "No, we're not in a rebuild stage. We're in a win now stage." Which, yeah, I can see. They just made a move. Uh, they signed somebody. Can't even remember his name right now. Something um, Weber from the. Uh, yeah, that's he right. played for the Preds. It's not. It's yeah. not Shea. It's uh. Yeah. Something else, Weber. Um. Not bad. So they're going out there making moves. They're trying to fix the defense, which at least they recognize the problem. Uh, the new GM. Well, well they have an it's, his, it's his in, yeah, interim GM. He uh, was the assistant GM, and I think he's just going to bump himself. Mm-hmm. He bumped up for now. He came out and said, I'm taking charge of the team, and our mindset with this organization is we want to be the best possible. Which, look, I'm glad you feel that way. That's uh, what you're supposed to say. Look, I think, look, we could sit here and, and rip apart what he says, but. That's what you're supposed to say, period. Like, what, do we want them to come out and be like, guys, we're pretty bad, so I'm just going to try to make us not as bad. Yeah. Like, no, you're supposed to come out and say, look, I'm going to make this team, I'm going to, my job is to try to make this team as best as it possibly can be. And he's basically and saying what, do. he's basically saying what you said just with some fancier words. Yeah. That's all that's that is. That's exactly what you're trying to do. Um, I'm, I'm not expecting to hear anything else from him. Don't, don't, don't outthink the room here. Say what you got to say, get in there, do some work. That's it, period. And a lot of work will need to be done, uh, especially to the back end of this team, and, and fixing that back check so they can, you know, hopefully get back yeah, on offense a little that more the, often. Uh, search for a new GM will begin immediately. Yeah. So I'm guessing the interim will probably be in that conversation, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, keep guys, keep guys updated on that. I mean, it just it hurt. It's going to be how good of a job does he do, and do they like him enough to keep him around? Um, but that's just about all we have for you guys today. Yeah. Well, uh. Do we even want to get in the Pirates today? Do we want to subject oh, ourselves to that anger? So they traded Jamison Tyone to the Yanks. They've now traded Tyone, Bell, Marte last year. Um, I, I Trust me, I'm not 100% on this stat, but I was looking at the, the war numbers, which basically quantifies how good 
the person is, yeah. how much they contribute to winning. It's wins above replacement, basically. Mm-hmm. So how much, how good are you? But it's based upon the guy that could take your job. And it's one of the lowest team wars that I've seen, like almost ever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you could dig a little deeper and find a team that's worse. I I could go out there and say confidently that this is a bottom five team from ever. a war standpoint, like ever in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. At least since they started measuring. It, I mean, they're know? definitely at the very bottom this year. They're bad. They're, they're the they are terrible. Worst team in the league. Um, and they're. You know, the, the thing that makes me mad is when they trade these guys that are, like, right on the borderline of becoming really good, like a Garrett Cole. Like, Garrett Cole was really good with us, but then we traded him and he became a superstar. What bothers me is, like, well, if you want to rebuild, that's fine, but you can't just, like, rebuild from nothing. you got to yeah. have, like, a couple pieces to build around. Yeah. Um, like, we're going to hang our head on Brian Reynolds. Like, he's good, but he's, like, is he that good? Like, I don't know. I probably would have kept Tyone. I probably would have kept Josh Bell. And I probably would have kept looking for pieces around them okay, and maybe can, paid them some money. Can I just read you this? This I think this is the 40-man roster. Let's yeah. just, let's, just for just for fun. Anthony Alford. No idea. Tony Bashler. Who? David Bedner. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh guy. Stephen Brault. J.T. Brubaker. Rodolfo Castro, Blake Cedarland, Ron C. Contreras, Kyle Crick, Will Crow, O'Neill Cruz, Austin Davis, Philip Evans, Michael Feliz, Adam Frazier, Carson Fulmer, Eric Gonzalez, Jeff Hartlieb, Cabrian Hayes, Sam Howard, Mitch Keller, Max Kranick, Kranick, Chad Cool, Nick Mears, Colin Moran, Kevin Newman, Jared Oliva, Michael Perez, Gregory Polanco, Cody Ponce, Sean Poppin, Brian Reynolds, Richard Rodriguez, Edgar Santana, Jose Soriano, Jacob Stallings, Chris Stratton, Cole Tucker, Miguel Yarue. <laughs> Yarue. Look, dude, could you imagine being one of those Yankee prospects getting traded to the Pirates right now? So, that, I think that was 40. I think that's the 40 man roster. Mm hmm. I know 10. Maybe. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is going to be so bad. Um, guys, I think we're going to officially switch to, you know, Padres fans. San Diego based podcast. Uh, <laughs> at least when it comes to baseball, we are not rooting for the Pirates. Um, Look, I mean... We're going to cover the Padres more heavily, I completely agree. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so tired of of the Pirates, like, making such a big deal and making all this noise about, look at all these prospects we just got. And then they yeah, never... Yeah, then they become Andrew McCutcheon and we trade them. Or then they become... Garrett Cole and we Garrett trade them. Garrett Cole and Jameson Tyler and then we trade them. Or Charlie Bell. Morton. Morton. Uh... It's just, it's not a good team. No. Um, and uh, I think we should wrap it up on that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not much else to talk about, but we will be back next week with another episode and a lot of Super Bowl predictions. It's going to be a Super Bowl week here on the show. Yeah, uh, so excited. we will have, yeah, it'll be really good. So make sure you're going to our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast. Give us a follow. And then when you're done there, go on over to our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. No underscore in the Twitter handle. So, guys, thanks for hanging out with us that was the issue